Hello, and welcome to ASMR Tirar de Huevo. Are you hoping to calm your mind, relax your body, or experience ASMR? Dr. Andrew Michaels is here to help you. Today, you have stopped in for a visit with your friend, Dr. Andrew Michaels. You are always welcome, and he invites you in for a conversation that, knowing him, could go in any direction. Hi. How are you today? Come on in. It's good to see you. It really is. Do you think it could get any colder outside? <laughs> it's so cold. Oh my goodness. I'm tired of it myself. I bet you are too. No, no, no. I mean, I'm really tired of it. We had a mild uh, winter so far. No snow, 50 degrees at Christmas in Ohio, and it was so cozy and comfortable, and everybody was able to get their shopping done, and, you know, it was easy to get around, and the weather was just so mild, and now here it is January, and it is, my goodness, it is, what, eight? eight or eighteen degrees outside I am so tired of this cold already for the winter I'm done with it you know give me this fireplace curl up beside it with me um, and we'll binge watch Cobra Kai season four and uh, Downton Abbey <laughs> You want to watch some Downton Abbey with me? I, I got to get caught up on it. Uh, my wife loves Downton Abbey. And I'm like watching it in reverse. I saw the very end of last season. And I saw the movie that followed the series. But I haven't seen the earlier episodes. I have no idea what I'm watching or who any of the characters are. So it's quite interesting to me. Now before we get any further along with um, my review of Winter Entertainment in Ohio. I'd like to talk to you about our sponsor and support for ASMR. Tiara de Huelo is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the world's best leading men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. That's right, Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer the lawn mower 4.0 that's right the 4.0 and it is fantastic stop by their website now 
and get an exclusive offer just for you. 20% off all products and free worldwide shipping if you use the code TERRAR at manscaped.com. T-I-R-A-R at manscaped.com and get 20% off. Now, as a personal note, I've talked about it quite a bit, and I love my personal grooming habits. I trim my nose hairs, my ear hairs, and I trim down below. <laughs> I have this weird problem on my body with my body hair. My chest hair and the hair around my um, eyebrows grows exceedingly long. I grow these spindly hairs that are literally translucent and visible. They look like glass. They're not white. They're translucent hairs. And they grow like, they'll grow forever. They'll grow like six or eight inches long. And they're massively strong. You can't just rip them out like a normal little black um, body hair. You can sometimes pull them out of your ears or, you know, rip them out of your um, body. But not these ones. These are tremendously tough, uh, long hairs. They're almost like <laughs> plastic fibers. And they are so invisible, translucent, that they grow under my eyebrows. Like in the space between my eyebrows and my eyelid. And they start to hang down. And I actually can see this little hair flicking in front of my eyelashes when it starts to hit. And I reach up and, you know, brush my eye, and I can't find it. And it's this translucent little hairs that grow between my eyebrows and my eyelids. And the grooming kit that they have for precision-guided uh, trimming for nose hairs, the nose trimmer that they make, is so perfect. I run that up in that space, and I never get nicked. It never hurts. And it gets rid of all of those hairs. I swear, just the other day I had one. And it was like literally a three inch long hair sticking straight out over my eye. And I'm like, what in the heck is this? Got the trimmer out and knocked it right off. Never got hurt. And it takes it right down to your skin. It's perfect. And I love my Manscaped tools. They work so well. So remember now, and this is important, you get 20% off and free shipping with the code TERRAR at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code TERRAR. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Believe me, your balls will thank you. And as I like to say, turn your primate into a playmate. <laughs> now let's get back to what I was talking about. Netflix and chill. I really enjoy 
the uh, Cobra Kai season four. I binge watched it already, and I'm going to binge watch it again this week. That's right. I'm going to watch all ten episodes of season four of Cobra Kai. One after the other. I'm going to binge watch it on Netflix. I love it. But, as much as I love it, the first time I watched it through, I was severely disappointed. And I want to talk about why. I really do. I was really severely disappointed. And I know I just told you I love it. I'm binge watching it again. And then I tell you I was severely disappointed when I first watched it. What's going on here, Mike? What's this contrarianness that you're trying to push on us? This weird thing. Okay, let's start at the beginning. As I watched season four, I thought that Johnny Lawrence and uh, Daniel LaRusso would finally figure out how to put their differences behind them, work together, and even if they lost the All-Valley Tournament, they would have done it as a team. And that isn't the way season four Spoiler alert. Full of spoilers. So just get used to it. They of course couldn't get along. They're just too much. Uh, of a history with them. And they just couldn't get along. They kept bickering. Fighting. Splitting up. Going their own way. And this was all. Freaking season long. And they held on to this. As far as I'm concerned, it's the only thing in Cobra Kai that drives me absolutely bat shit crazy. They have this eagle fang dojo bullcrap that Johnny Lawrence started up in the end of season three. And it's like, come on, come on, you know, eagle fang and eagle with fangs. Like, I, I just... I don't know. They're losing me. They're losing me. And I think part of the reason why is I'm an older fan. And I don't go for the whole soap opera part of Cobra Kai. I'm more interested in the character development. The tongue-in-cheek humor and the comedy. That um, we see the interaction between Johnny Lawrence and Daniel LaRusso is priceless. To actually see these two guys, um, you know, after all these years, that they are willing to get down and dirty and do these characters right is just amazing to me. And I, I can't get over how loyal they are to the subject matter. I mean, when you turn it on, you're watching Johnny Lawrence 37 years after his first appearance in The Karate Kid. And Ralph Macchio has not lost a beat. He's still that cocky, um, quick to anger Daniel LaRusso he was when he was a little kid. And uh, I, I just can't get over how well-written the comedy is. But in season four, I, I don't know, the eagle fang just... <sighs> Here's here's Johnny Lawrence. 
he has a chance to join Miyagi-Do and not have Daniel take him under his wing. But here's a chance for Daniel to have a real karate dojo teacher take over Miyagi-Do, loosen things up for him time-wise so he can concentrate on his business and, you know, throw a bone to Johnny. Hey, you know, fix the place up. You know, keep things going. And uh, I'll throw you a couple bucks here. It's not charity, John. You're earning it. And it could have turned into something, I don't know, almost like the mentoring that Johnny Lawrence never got. The uh, father-son aspects of his life he never got. He wouldn't have got it from Daniel, but maybe he could have said, you know, Daniel, you, you'll never be a father figure to me, but you're like the brother I never had. It could have went that direction. I was hoping that there would be more camaraderie, that they would be buddies, that they could bridge the gap between them. And they did a little of that, and the kids kind of pushed them towards it. But then they had this big, massive breakup where Johnny Lawrence decided he was going to fight Daniel LaRusso for the title in a three-point uh, match. And all of that was just, it felt like the pacing was rushed. It felt like they were just trying to jam too much story <clears throat> into one episode. And it just felt so, the pacing was just wrong. It was like they went from one thing to the next. They had this horrible training montage where Johnny Lawrence busts a guy's scooter and fights the ocean and I don't know what else he did. It's like a Rocky montage. And it was just, I understand the humor. And when I rewatched it, outside of the episode when I watched just that section man it's funny it's hilarious it's classic you know William Zabka that plays Johnny Lawrence is an incredible actor in the 80s he defined the bad boy in the movies he was in he was in you know the Karate Kid movies and then you know the first one anyway and just the beginning of the second one and then he was in um back to school with Rodney Dangerfield and he was incredible like the bad guy villain in that movie and he was in some other movies he was in the Equalizer TV show and he played um, the guy's son and he was fantastic in that um, he played this you know young kid whose dad's a spy and he's just out of his element and it was just so cool you know he just played it right and uh, he was tremendous in it. And uh, the series got cut short because of the health of uh, the the star in it. And uh, I always thought, man, that could have defined, you know, uh, William Zabka and his career because that was just like a dynamite cast. They had Robert Mitchum was in it for a few episodes, filling in. And it was just like, there was it was just the coolest series. 
And to see him play the bad guy, the villain, now is cool and it's funny in the montage of him imitating Rocky, fighting the ocean, you know, busting this guy's scooter. Yeah, it was funny. But in the context of the whole episode as a whole, it felt out of place. It felt rushed. It felt like, what are we doing here? Why is Johnny Lawrence doing this? Why is Johnny Lawrence, like, you know, <laughs> fighting the ocean, making Danny LaRusso walk across hot coals, you know, um, <laughs> punching kids in the nuts, you know, like he didn't punch him in the nuts. He had a girl do it, which that's going to help a young man's self-esteem, having a girl kick you in the balls. I mean, it just didn't, I don't know. It just, something felt off with it. It felt like, okay, this is the easiest way to put it. If you take the scene of him doing his training montage out of the episode, it's hilarious. If you take the training montage of him and Daniel Russo out of the episode and watch it by itself, it's awesome. If you watch Daniel LaRusso teaching Miyagi-Do karate to Johnny Lawrence, making him wax on, wax off, and spouting off poetically and philosophically about all the teachings of Miyagi-Do, it's awesome. But when you have to jam all of this exposition into a 25 minute 30 minute episode the pacing is off it just felt like they were trying to jam too much story into a short TV episode it's almost like they'd be better off instead of making 10 half hour episodes or whatever they are they're, they're like 30 minutes long I think it would almost feel more comfortable if they made five one-hour episodes. You know, kind of. I know that they're a little longer than normal sitcom episodes. But I think it would feel better if it was a hour-long drama over a half-hour drama. I think they could get the pacing and the story a little smoother... I think it would be a lot more fun because they could they could do these long dramatic expositions with the characters and um it would give them time on an hour length you know drama show over the half hour sitcom episode it would just work better I think and they could even do both. They could do half-hour ones, and then they could do, like, maybe for the fifth episode would be an hour-long, you know, dun-dun-dun, like, mid-season finale. <clears throat> and then they could do the tenth episode could be an hour-long, which I think the tenth episode was a little longer than the other episodes. But basically what I'm getting at is it would give them the opportunity to do that drama and play it out better and I think something happened with Miguel contractually I think he got a job to play Blue Beetle the superhero Blue Beetle for uh, Warner Brothers and you'd say what's that got to do with Cobra Kai 
I think he's not going to be there to film for like a year. So they hurried up and rushed and filmed season five. But in season four, Miguel, I think, was putting on weight and muscle to play a more adult uh, role in Blue Beetle. And he went from this skinny kid that was, you know, looked pretty young to a more mature looking man. And they tried to make him still look like a boy. <laughs> and he's growing up and he's putting on muscle and weight for this role. And it felt like, I don't know, it just felt stressed. He didn't look like the Miguel we were used to. He's growing up. And his whole storyline felt rushed and pushed to the brink. And it felt like they were literally writing him off into the sunset. And I'm afraid in season five he may only be in a little bit of it or not at all. And really the whole story is based around Miguel befriending Johnny Lawrence, becoming his confidant and his student, and Johnny Lawrence being his teacher and his mentor and like a father to him. And now he's like, oh, i got to find my own father because you're not my dad and you're dating my mom and everything is weird and I'm just going to run down the street, jump on a bus and leave. And his mother's like, oh, you got to go find him. But I've called the police, but the police are going to be invisible like they have the entire uh, series. <laughs> you got to, like, beat somebody on the street, drag them down the road to get arrested, Cobra Kai. Uh, or you got to break somebody's back and literally cripple a man or put him in the hospital, almost kill him to get the police to come after you. <laughs> In Cobra Kai. Oh my gosh. The crimes. The assaults. The. 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 The, it, the level of. Civil disobedience. That's going on in Cobra Kai. And the police are invisible. Is amazing. But. I love it. I love it. And like I said. Now. I'm, I was telling you all the reasons I didn't like it. It felt rushed. I felt like I could do a better job writing it because I'm a genius and uh, I'm way better than those five or ten people that write it. I could I could have done a better job, right? I'm joking. That's a joke. Now I'm going to tell you why I want to binge watch it again and how much I love it. When the series was over, like anything, I watched it and I sat back and said, okay, you didn't like it. You're not happy. You're disappointed. But you had all these expectations. You waited a year. And you've had all this angst. And all of these ideas on what you thought the series was going to do. And you were basically wrong on almost every single thing. Except I did think Cobra Kai was going to win. The All Valley. And I thought, you know, Terry Silver's going to come in. And bully everybody over. And, and win the All Valley. And I was actually right about that one thing in my mind. But other than that, I was wrong about just about everything else. I thought Robbie was playing Creed, Crease. He wasn't. He was going along with Crease. See, Robbie always does these little con artist things and 
little fake-outs with people. Like, he tricked um, Mrs. LaRusso into letting uh, the daughter go with him because she had to drive him home because he hurt his leg. And then he, ha, 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 I faked an injury. So I thought he was just playing Crease to learn what Cobra Kai was up to. And then he was going to go back to Daniel LaRusso and his dad and say, you know, you, you should respect me as a man because I figured out what Crease is up to and I played him and I know where my loyalties really lie. I know that you guys really love me. And that didn't work out the way I thought it. It kind of got to that point, but it didn't go that way. Not the way I wanted it. I thought Hawk was a double agent. I thought Hawk was never going to rehabilitate. He did. And he turned out to be the, probably the highlight of the series was the transformation of Hawk back into Eli Moskowitz. And how Eli Moskowitz grew as a person. And it was just amazing. And it was a wonderful story arch. And I'm wondering if they're going to get rid of that character now. I'm wondering if they're going to get rid of Miguel. They're introducing younger characters. New bullies. Terry Silver's going to run rampant. Stingray is all over the place. Um... And Tori has information that could topple the whole thing over. And now I'm excited because I want to rewatch it through a new lens saying, it's not your show. You didn't write it. You're just a fan. And you had all this anticipation and angst and anxiety over what was going to happen. Go back and watch it as a fan now and enjoy it. And then that's where I'm at now. But also, season five spoiler, or maybe not a spoiler, but my feelings on it. I don't know what anybody else thinks, but Johnny Lawrence is going to go to Mexico with his son, Robbie, I think, and rescue Miguel from really bad guys in Mexico that are supposed to be Miguel's dad that the mother hid him from and never told him he existed. I don't know about you guys, but I want to see Johnny Lawrence become an action hero. Kung Fu master fighting Luke, Luke Katras, those masked wrestlers i want to see john lawrence beat up a couple of those guys i want him to beat up some cartel guys have a couple gunfights i mean i want to see lone wolf mcquade uh extreme prejudice and karate kid part four you know johnny's revenge and just have johnny tear half of mexico apart but i have a bad feeling Robbie's going to be bailing Johnny out of a Mexican jail, beat up and scarred and bleeding like a repeat of season three. I hope that's not what happens. I hope Robbie and Johnny go to Mexico and it's a Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade um, rundown with, you know, the father-son thing with Robbie and Johnny. And they rescue Miguel and they 
speeded back to fight in the All Valley uh, and redeem Cobra Kai or Eagle Fang or whatever the hell they want to call it this week. <sighs> Dojo of the Month. And then, of course, Chosen's in it. And Chosen is just like, okay, if you're the writers of the show, I know that season five's already in the can, so there's nothing that can be done about it. But Chosen is not one of these guys, these kung fu fighters from California. I'm waiting for Terry Silver or Mike Barnes or John Kreese to pull some of their tough guy crap with Chosen. And I want to see Chosen just, like, knock the living daylights out of them. Like, in ten seconds, and just say, that's the way, uh-huh, uh-huh, I like it, and that's it. If Chosen doesn't whoop the tar out of everybody that even gives him a dirty look in season five, and he needs to be, like, superhero level, like, like Batman level, kick your butt. And if he isn't, I'm going to be really disappointed. Because Chosen was like, he was bad ass. And he trained all these years. And he's the head of a real Okinawan karate dojo. A competitive one that has like the secrets of the masters from hundreds of years ago. He's not going to take any crap from anybody. Like, the minute somebody crosses him, he's going to knock the living day daylights out of him. And he's going to do it like Batman style. And if he doesn't, I'm going to be really sadly disappointed. And that's the only thing I really hope for in Season 5. And maybe we'll go back and find out if uh, if I'm right or not, you know? Okay, I think I've talked enough. I just, I don't know, I felt like this week I just wanted to sit down and talk to you and just be myself and just ramble and just get some things off my chest. It's been a very stressful holiday season and the New Year's here and I just, I don't know. Things aren't quite back to normal yet, and I want that. I want to watch season four of Cobra Kai, and I can't wait for season five, and they better get started filming season six, seven, and eight, because this show's got legs. And if they don't run with it, man, I'll never forgive them. They've got a great cast. They've got young people coming up. They've got the stars from the movies busting their ass and playing these characters right. John Kreese is John Kreese. Johnny Lawrence is who he was all those years ago. And the karate kid, Daniel LaRusso himself, is still, st still striving to be the best student he could be for Miyagi all these years later. And be the man that Miyagi wanted him to be. And there's some highlights in it that I've left out. Like when he finally disciplines his son and brings him back to reality. 
and disciplines his boy. You know, he doesn't hurt him. When I say discipline, it was verbal, and it was exciting how he did it, and dramatic, and it was forceful, and it was parental, and it was needed. You know, it was the kid didn't need a buddy or a pal. He needed a father. He needed a father to lay down the law and straighten him out and get him back on track as a person. And they played that right. And I want to see more of that. I want to see Daniel LaRusso growing as a character. I want to see uh, uh, Johnny Lawrence growing as a character. And I want to see Robbie, who is one of my... Robbie and Miguel are awesome. If they could just get those two together and be Tango and Cash uh, 2.0, I'd love to see that. That's a 1980s TV or movie reference. (laughs) Well, anyway, I'm going to let you go. And if you like this ramble, please let me know. Uh, Leave a comment and rate this podcast. Let me know if you liked me rambling and talking like this. I know a lot of people do like this, but a lot of people like the massage videos I do and the, you know, all the sounds and everything. This was just a, a ramble video. But if you like this, I have a ton of shows that I'd love to ramble about that I'm a big freaking fan over. Um, I could talk about Doc Martin and uh, Martin Clunas for hours if you guys want to hear about that. <laughs> I am such a nerd when it comes to my TV shows. So, well, listen, I'm going to let you go. And thank you for joining me today. I really, I really enjoy your company. I know it's me talking into a microphone. And I know it's a podcast. But I'm thinking when I do this that you're sitting there and we're talking. I know I'm doing all the talking because you're not here to talk back. But in a way, I'm trying to interact with you and take the conversation where it might go organically if you were here. And I really enjoy doing that for you and with you. And I enjoy the the fact that somehow my voice reaches out to all of you out there. And we relate. And we like each other. And we work together to make this a successful show. And it really does make me happy. Because... I never thought I'd have the joy that I have of working with so many wonderful people like you and getting to know you. And some of you have become my friends over the years. And you just don't know what that means to me. And I just want to thank you for being there for me. Get busy. Get caught up on Cobra Kai. Let me know what your questions are. And let me know if you want more rambles to future. And you got it. Okay? Until then, see you next week. Bye-bye. Support for ASMR Get Out of the Whale is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 
join over 4 million people worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code TIRAR at manscaped.com. That's the code T-I-R-A-R at manscaped.com. Thank you for joining us for ASMR Tirar de Huello. Please take a moment to share this podcast with someone who might enjoy it and to rate or review it on your podcast player of choice. Those small things only take a few minutes and they really do help our podcast grow. If you are interested in additional ASMR content, you may view our library of videos at youtube.com slash Links to connect with us on social media and to take a look at our merchandise can be found in the show notes. The theme song, Atlantis, is by Jason Shaw of Audionautics.com and is used by permission. Correspondence, including questions or requests, may be sent to tirardahuello at gmail.com. On behalf of Dr. Andrew Michaels and his entire staff, thank you. <laughs>